Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Is Cass seeking revenge? We'll find out soon. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yo, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back this week. It is Another Life, Season 1, Episode 3, Nervous Breakdown. I have my wonderful, wonderful panel here, Miss Dina Kalafala. Hey, how's it uh, going? It's going well, Dina. How yeah. you doing? Good. Did you have a good weekend? It was pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. And <laughs> over to her left, I have Miss Hallie Johnson. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't ask me how my weekend is. I'm sorry, Hallie. How was your weekend? Oh, it was fun. You can move on. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Jack Farmer, what's going on down there, sir? Man, this is the after buzz you are looking for. And man, I've got some major awesome news for you guys. We're going to save it for a little bit. But uh, man, this is going to be a cracking show. Yes, it's going to be very cracking. As you can see, we're all bright eyed and bushy tailed, ready to discuss <laughs> everything going on. We have our special segment, Give Me a Sign. You'll have to wait to see who we chose this week and what sign belongs to that person. And also, we have a special, special announcement that Jack will be making at the end of the show. Stay tuned. We have so much to get into. Before we move forward with all of that, Dina, please let me know what you thought about this week's episode it was good yeah i was i was just very frustrated by the ending just because i didn't understand why nico decided that she was just gonna set herself to sleep and like let Hmm. let team b take care of it that just doesn't seem like you solve the problem you're clearly the most qualified person for this job i don't know why you think that it's the other team's turn to like take care of the mission. It just didn't seem like a smart decision and like I just I knew the entire time that she was going to wake up because something went wrong. Okay. All right. Well, we'll save that for predictions. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right How Hallie. do you really feel? <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see her at all, but she's totally she's into it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um well, I felt sick like almost the entire time. Okay. I am um, I'm really sensitive to anything that's like bloody or like Okay. Sick. Gory. Yeah. Okay. So you decided to watch a sci-fi yeah. TV show. That's because, what I mean, I like. Just... I don't always expect that type of thing in sci-fi. It's just that, and I. <laughs> I just I wanted to throw up, to be honest, and it didn't help that I was eating while I was watching it. Oh. I, oh and then no, I wanted to cry too. Like. Oh, so you went through a, a, a roller coaster of emotions with this episode. It was a roller coaster. Well, for sure. it was titled "Nervous Breakdown," so perhaps you were experiencing. Maybe I was absorbing. Yeah, it. acute symptoms. Mm. Okay. Mr. Jack, hit us up. I loved this episode. Okay. I love how nobody is safe. As soon as everyone thinks that they've got, like, they're in for smooth sailing, just something comes up. And every time you feel like, okay, well, that problem's solved, boom. Something it, else. Something pops out and uh, okay. makes things worse. Well, otherwise, it's not a binge watch if they don't do that. The writers have to do that. So they that keep we watch us interested, the next, keep yeah. us entertained. But, but really, what's great though is like there are some shows, even the binge shows, that you like. Maybe the narrative is is stretched out, and certain episodes feel like they're just trying to 
delve time. But everything in this, like things matter in every episode, and people die, and there's big issues that just come at you from all directions. You know, and I love. I'm glad it. you said big issues because that's exactly what we're about to get into right now. I noticed at the top of the show, so we see Cass, who was awakened after Ian died, and we see Nico working together. And Cass makes a comment and says that she feels that Ian underestimated Nico. But the way she said it felt sinister. Do you all think Cass is seeking revenge on Nico? I think Cass is playing it way too cool to not have something going on. Okay. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but if I was, like, woken up from my sleep and someone's like, by the way, I killed the person that you're married to or dating yeah. or whatever. Or madly in love or with. Madly yeah. love. Hey, wake up, Jack, wake up. By the way, I killed your girlfriend. Can you help me out? You, so, like, you don't just go, oh, I guess, whatever. It's hard to shake no. that off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I don't think Nico knew that they were lovers until she decided. Of course not. Yeah. I don't think no. she knows right now either. But she may be figuring it out and maybe internalizing. Well, she over it. she overheard that conversation that the, she was having with the rest of the right. team. Right. Yeah, before, but she before, didn't say he was my lover. She didn't yeah, say those words. That's true. How, but how Cass is handling it is very it's shady. Holding the cards close to the vest, not letting anyone see what she's that's really true. thinking. Which leads me to believe that something's going on in the background because she's not just going to go through this whole thing and be like, "No, it's cool." Okay, something's going to happen. I won't say she's shady, Dina. I don't. I don't think she's shady. I I think she's like, yeah, yeah, she's a ticking time bomb. I think. I don't think she's necessarily planning anything. Not right now. I think it's going to boil down to the end. She's just going to get so pissed off at Nico and one day just like, nah, I'm going to Okay. Yeah, no, I can see that happening. I just, I think right now she's probably just dealing with like a sense of like sadness and okay. like she's just, she's just upset. Maybe shock. She's upset, but she's also being professional and being focused on the mission. She knew that like, I, I think she could tell that that happened for a reason. Okay. I mean, she mm-hmm. obviously doesn't like the consequences and the result of, course of that. Of course not. Of course, and it's it's probably very devastating for her, but she's um, handling that privately, it seems okay. like. Okay. Yeah, I think, so. um, I do think that she's handling it well, based, you know, on your point. She is, she does have to be professional. People's lives are at stake. Yeah. And we saw, to skip for just a little bit, we saw how a fight between two of the ship members can be a big issue. Michelle comes in, antagonizes Nico, tries to take advantage of her in her vulnerable state. And then it doesn't work out for her. They find out that she's infected. So I think Cass, even though they may not be as aware of what happened with Michelle and Nico, I feel like Cass is being professional, saying, let me see what's going to happen first before I pass judgment on what already took place. Hmm. Michelle felt guilty for that. I was so surprised. Yeah. She Me felt too. guilty. She felt guilty for attacking Nico the second time, just not the first time. Of course, <laughs> Michelle's still one of my favorite characters on the show. Of course, I, yeah. You, you like course. you like anyone yeah. that causes yeah. problems. I like, I like the, the, you like the troublemakers. I like yeah. the ones with like some teeth with some claws that are gonna like get dirty and. So then, would you say okay? So when you say that Michelle, now that she's remorseful for her attack on Nico, does that mean that Michelle is beginning to trust Nico? 
hope so. I don't think she's starting to trust her necessarily. I think she's beginning to submit to her. That's okay. True. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a difference. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. And with the submission, I think it might actually be a little bit better because with submission, she can learn how to trust her as well. But first, she had to submit. It's like taking baby steps, you know I understand I mean? that, yeah. 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 But did you guys notice some of, like, the underlining, like, things that were happening in each other? Like, did you notice that every person that got sick and started to experience symptoms, it had a lot to do with their personalities? No, I didn't peep that. Like, Petra, for instance, <laughs> okay. no she was quiet the entire show. <laughs> we never heard a word from her, but it wasn't until she got sick she started speaking up. Okay. So it's like the yeah. sickness no longer allowed her to be so quiet. So it had the adverse effect on them. Right. And okay. then Nico, being, like, the team leader, she must see everything, but she saw nothing coming. That's awesome. And her sight was gone. And then um, Michelle... Are you a writer, Hallie? Most days. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michelle, she has a huge temper problem, and most of the time... She she withholds it and just throws a curse word here and there mm-hmm. and then runs away. She wasn't running anymore. This time her temper was full blown. She came right out. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. That's something to pay attention to. So for all of our viewers out there, Hallie just brought up some cogent points to say that everybody seems like their alter egos were coming out or perhaps they have personality issues that were exacerbated by this particular virus. So now we're moving on to the virus. I want to talk about Bernie and Julian. Julian was awakened uh, he, he came about because Bernie came back. He was infected. They didn't know it was Bernie at the, in the beginning. And Julian began to scold Bernie, saying, hey, man, you took, ast- I think it was astrobiology. You're supposed to know these things. You're supposed to test for these things. And it turns out that Bernie was the carrier. So, Jack, I thought about you. I remember a couple of weeks ago you said that, or a couple of episodes ago, you said you felt that, that Bernie was going to be one to die. Yeah. But in this episode, he played an integral part. So how do you think that affects him dying in the show. Well, I mean, right now, like I said, I feel like no one's safe. He he does, it does appear that he's one of the main characters, so he's probably going to be sticking around for quite a bit. Okay. Um, I but, want him to. I hope he does. You want him to die? What? No, I want, no, 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 I want oh. him to stay alive. No, he's, you, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> You said you wanted him to stick around, and I'm like, yeah, I totally okay, agree with that. I yeah. got you. Okay, go ahead. I did feel like I did feel like I was I was so bummed out that uh, we all lost Julian so quick. He felt like he was the most professional, most knowledgeable person on the ship. He came out and he was like, "What's the problem? This, this. Okay, this is how we handle it. Why didn't you do it this way? This is protocol. I'm gonna fix this. Do this." And Wait, he was just right on top of everything. You, you thought he was the best. Okay, here we are disagreeing again. Do you think that he's the best one on the ship? Well, he at was. that moment, oh. you mean at that moment? Yeah. Before okay. before he pricked himself and brought the disease to himself. Well, yeah. Well, he he had a time limit, is why he did that. I'm sure if if they had a, he even said if I had a week, it would still be not enough time. And so I think he knew that he was he didn't have time to like get a guinea pig and and test things out. Well, does the pretentious person ever survive in situations like this? Thank you. Because we, we, we saw like, what happened to Ian. Very pretentious. Right. Ian, I'm just asking. Yeah. Well, an obsession <laughs> with pretentious people. Oh my gosh. I will remember you. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I like pretentious people to a point, but there's a there's a level where you have to realize it's time to pull back, right? Just yeah, a bit. Totally agree. And you're attacking. I, I say I've not worked on this panel before. I've been around. Dina's been moderating, and then I come in, and I'm like, "Look, Dina, you're doing it wrong. You need to do it this way." And she's like, "Hold up, player." 
I've been here for three weeks. What do you mean? That's how I felt Julian did it. If if Dina infected us all with a space virus, then you would have... Why am I the one infecting us? <laughs> She's innocent. I, I made her the moderator. You made her the virus. Yes, seriously. <laughs> again, imagine, Switzerland. imagine you wake up, you, you're, you're sleeping, you're having a great... Because every time they show the Soma dreams, there are always these great dreams. They're memories, you're, right. You're having this great dream, and then suddenly you wake up, and they're like, oh, some person didn't follow protocol, and now we're all going to die of a terrible disease. Can you help us out? You'd be like... Okay. What do you? So you're taken aback by it. I like, understand that point, um, especially because based on what Julian says, Bernie should have known better. Okay, that's a fair point. Now I want to hear from you, Hallie. What do you think about Bernie being the contaminant and then the cure? I thought it was really cute. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I know I'm blaming turds. I thought it was really, really cute because he's like once, once again, how I talked about how the virus it really exasperates the hidden parts of mm-hmm. people, or it exasperates the parts of them that they bring out the most. Right. And Bernie, he's always been really sweet and diplomatic. That's true. And kind. So it only makes sense that he's the cure. It's kind of like, it's 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 like the show's way of telling us. Like, as a civilization, the best way to cure the issues in, within humanity is to be kind and fair and diplomatic. Okay. You, you know I what love I mean? that. Okay. You see that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, mean, I, I love that. We can end the show. That on theory. That. That. <laughs> I, yeah, no. And, you know, I, I hate to be, you know, kumbaya, but whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. No, like, it's true. It's not about. Um, you know, punishing each other for our differences, right. but it's about celebrating each other with the things that we have in common. And one thing they had in common on the ship is they all want to live. That's true. <laughs> so it provided a moment of levity from all of the arguing. Yeah, so I thought yeah. it was fitting that he was the one. I also thought it was great at the end where he was like, no, we're going to figure this out. That's this right. is going to happen. He's like, yo, he's the homie. Okay. I all like right. Him. Dina, your take? Um, I don't even remember. I was, Bernie has the I cure had... in the contaminant. Yeah, well, it's it wasn't his fault that he was the contaminant, was it? Was it his fault? Yes. Okay. Why Why is it his yeah. fault? He it was collected just, soil when they said, do not collect he soil. He didn't follow protocol. He got a little bit excited. Oh, yeah, because he wanted them to remember him uh, or make a special day for his... Uh, uh, discovery wasn't that it? He was saying, "Oh, they're going to put make a day for me." Yeah, every, okay. everyone was sitting in their ego, and he for didn't sure. scan for the boron. Right, he didn't. Do well, that he didn't either. know to. Yeah, either. Right. so Zane was, defended him on that. But if he took one day of class based on Julian, yeah, but is it? Is, what, did the virus like attach to his body? Like I don't understand. Yeah, so he was the host for the actual virus, but right. he was also immune to it. It's because he was handling the soil directly, uh, and then right. he gave it to everybody else. So he was okay. really he was really negligent. He like, was. Honestly, I would have been upset with him, too. Especially with oh, the Javier repercussions warm, of it. warned him. Yeah. Javier was, like, really upset at him. Like, yeah, he was. was. like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was it was like, um, it was as if he was absorbing everyone in, in the room, because majority of the show, and I know we're only three episodes in, he's always just been really, like, kind and diplomatic, like I said. He was never the one to jump into his ego. But it's like everyone there was influencing him, not to say he's a victim. He made a choice. Yeah. But it was just so interesting how the moment he started stepped into his ego and became that person, yeah. it was like, boom, punishment. Punishment, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I do I just, love that it was, it really gave that character some weight because as you said, he was always just kind of the happy-go-lucky, fun guy, mm-hmm. and now it gave him a serious thing to deal with. Yeah, it and changed him. It gives him a little more more weight going yeah, forward. Yeah, responsibility, accountability, yeah. 
I just want to know what the history is between Julian and Bernie. Oh, we may find that out later. But before we get into anything else, everybody, I believe Hallie has something that she wants to say to you all today. Yes. All right, guys, thank you so much for making us the ESPN of after shows. So go ahead, like, subscribe, give us a good rating on iTunes, and keep us going. Thank you so much here at AfterBuzz TV. That's right. We thank y'all so much. Now, you brought up a good point, but we're going to table that. I want to move on to Zane. So Zane, the doctor, mm-hmm. has been incredibly efficient in this episode. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way that Zane has really, I guess, calmed everyone down, saying, hey, you know, Zane defended Bernie, and then he defended uh, Nico, and now he's going forward letting everyone know, hey, everybody has done the jobs that they are supposed to do. Would you consider Zane the boss this week? Yeah, we talked about leadership yes. last week. <laughs> we talked about leadership last week, and Zane should be number one on the list of leaders on that ship, with number two being blank as <gasps> emphasis for okay. how far ahead. No one. Qu- let him go. Let him go. Let him go. It's a way too soon to rank no, people based on their leadership skills. No one, <sighs> no one questions Zane at any point. I mean, Look, even at the end, when their lives are on the line, uh, Bernie's like, hey, I have a way to save you guys. Just, you know, you got to go get some gamma rays. And uh, they're like, are you sure? And then William's like, yeah, guys, the gamma rays. And I was like, are you positive? And then Zane's like, yeah, it'll work. Like, let's go, team. Yeah. Okay. Like, every, even when Nico was blind and she was like, how are you feeling? And, And Nico was like... It's not psychosomatic, and she's like, "Yeah, I didn't say it was." And she's like, "Oh, okay, okay." Like, well, we, I yeah. want to, I want not to cut you off, but I want to hear Dina's response to that because she seemed to be very urgent in her take on that. I, I wasn't that urgent. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel like he's he's just like the voice of reason, I guess, when okay. everyone's kind of going crazy over like whatever is going on, and then I also feel like. When we're talking about leadership skills, I think one thing that I like about Zane is that he like admits to like when he doesn't know stuff. Like mm-hmm. when when what was whatever was happening with Petra and her like little exorcism, mm-hmm. he was like, I don't know. But like when he knows something, he knows something, Very and clear. I think that's why people go along with what he says. And I feel like people didn't go along with what Bernie was saying just because they didn't. They kind of lost the trust. Okay. Because he contaminated all of them. That's true. So they just didn't, they needed like that verification that like his ideas were factual or like most likely going Mm. to happen. So I think that's, that, that's my point of view on that scene. Okay. Hmm. Hallie. Yeah. I think Zane was more of a leader of the week. You oh, know? okay. The feeble yeah, minded. Because no, it just it seems like every episode someone steps up more than you would expect in a different way. Okay. And I don't think Zane would make a, a great like leader of the ship full time because Zane isn't really able to make those hard decisions. Okay, I he's, think I think he's just he's a little bit too um soft core with his approach and like that sternness that a leader requires in order to run such a chaotic situation yeah but i think that um maybe in long term zane could be a co-leader and it and it goes to show that everyone on the ship has leadership potential but not everyone is a leader so i say zane one leader of the week for me i think zane is very analytical and i think that nico lacks a little bit of analyticals because 
Zane seemed to when Zane came to the defense of Bernie and was speaking with William, he seemed to analyze everything as an entire picture. Whereas Nico seems to live in the moment instead of thinking ahead. So mm-hmm. in situations where they had to, they were too close to the moon. She didn't have anything prepared before. If anything was to happen, she just was, uh, okay, I'll fly the plane. And I kind of think that as a leader, you're supposed to be 10 or 11 steps ahead of everybody. So when Jack mm-hmm. comes with an idea, I'm supposed to already have thought about that idea, thought about the reasons why we can't do it, and move on to Hallie, move on to Dina. Not saying that my idea is the best, but saying that I thought about everything y'all have done, so let's see if we can come up with something else. So I do think this week Zane was the leader because Zane had already thought ahead, came up with conclusions to circumstances Whereas Nico, even though she was blind, doesn't stop your mind from working. I don't think she was fully prepared for the future. I can agree and disagree with you. Okay. Yeah, I was, was going to say the same thing. You know, okay. You want to go first? Um, you go ahead. Since All right. You always okay. Say. All right. Um, the reason why I can agree and disagree is mm-hmm. because I agree with you. A leader should be more understanding and prepared for the future. Mm-hmm. However, it's really important for a leader to be able to respond within the moment. That's true. And and one of the best parts about being a leader is you can hire your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That's why she has a, a team good of leader. People there you go. Yes. Yeah, that's why she has all these people that have these designated areas okay. that can do certain things that she may not be able to do, but she knows how to communicate with them. The okay. problem the problem with her leadership right now is not many people trust her. So yeah. why is it taking her so long to gain trust? Because she killed that dude. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't I don't think Nico is a bad leader. And Dina, I want you to respond to this. I don't think Nico is a bad leader. I just don't think Nico is a good leader. I think Nico is a leader. I don't think there's an adjective that, that pushes it forward to that lets me know how good or bad she is. Well, also, she, I don't even think she really wants to be there. She'd rather be a home with her kid. Yeah, but you're there now. I know, but her head is not in the game like it used to be. So, I just I think it's too okay. soon. Like, okay. we're only on episode three. Oh, that's she still has seven more episodes to prove or disprove her leadership skills. And I was also going to add, I agreed with, like, everything that you said. Um, but I also just wanted to add, you know, if Nico was being this analytical person when she had seven was was it like seven seconds to save oh uh, i don't remember exactly we don't have time to hang out in the future then like she needed yeah. to take care of that now but that was your point yeah but that i mean if she was analytical then the seven seconds wouldn't have been enough to save two of her crew members lives she still went ahead and became the pilot and rescued them. So okay. I feel like if she were an analytical person in that moment, she would have lost two crew members. Okay, alright, well, Jack, go no, ahead. I was going to say, I think there are you know, different types of leaders. There are some leaders who are leaders because of their position that they've been giving and how they act. And I think if you were to restructure this crew and we, we were to watch this whole show again with Nico as just the pilot and like Cass as the leader, I think we'd all say that Cass was a leader and Nico wasn't as much. Okay. All right. That's a good point. Well, let's give them a break. I do want to talk about Eric and Harper. So now we're finding out more of Harper's character or Selma's character. Harper is, it's been said this week, she is a reporter with 250 million followers. I'm telling you, I'm having an issue with that. 250 million followers is a lot of followers. But she has this, (laughs) it seems like she has some type of motive towards Eric or towards the mission that Eric is working on. Can any of you decipher what it is that Harper is looking for from Eric? 
I still haven't figured that out. Okay. I, I honestly, I rewatched part of that episode and just replayed it to see if I could catch something that I didn't quite catch before, and I still haven't figured it out. But I think once we finally get the reveal on their history, that's when it'll make sense. And I have a feeling we're going to find out by at least the next episode, at least a little bit more. But there's some sort of really deeply rooted rivalry going on right there. Okay. But at the same time, it kind of seems like she low-key carries about Nico. Not a lot, but just enough. Okay. Because you can tell on her facial expressions, like, sometimes she's like, oh, I care, but then she's like, wait, let me go back to There's some concern there. Okay. Dina? I just, I I don't know. She gives me a very bad vibe, and I'm not really digging her character, but it's interesting because everyone in her audience loves her. Yes. But the people who have dealt with her know that I don't know. They, I just forgot his name. Nico's husband. Eric. Uh, Eric. Yeah, mm-hmm. Eric clearly does not like her at all. D- not trusting of her at all. But her audience members just adore her. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Okay. It's so interesting well, to that's, see. That's social media for you. you yeah. yeah, I know it's a true. Person. It's so true. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I'm getting a very like Loki from the Marvel movies vibe, where you never quite know, and we never will know mm. what Harper's real motives are. And I think all those things where she has that look of caring, I think part of that is her just pretending to gain the trust of people. I okay. think she's someone who's going to be very... Uh, flip-flop on whether she's sort of a good person or a bad person or yeah. selfish or maybe she'll be helpful but only because there's a selfish payoff for her okay. on the other it end. It can go fair either point. way. Yeah, yeah I think she's, really fair point. I think she's pretty sure of who she is. Uh, I don't think that she's going to flip-flop. When I see her, I see I've had experience with certain types of people like this they they come off as uh, like a misanthrope. You know, they hate people. I can't stand anybody. But then when you really listen to them, they actually love people. My my actually my brother's a great example. He's former military, mm-hmm. and he's like, I hate America. And then he names everything about America. Like, man, you know, they don't protect their veterans. Josh, and did then, you just spill the tea? No, no, no. I'm just giving you an example. <laughs> I mean, he no, but I'm saying but like, yeah, I think when you criticize your government or whatever that's because you want America to be the best that it can be which is the point that I'm making that he loves America yeah you understand what I mean and I think Harper is that type of person I think that she's going out criticizing people and I think it's because she actually loves them and she wants them to do well to see how we can solve these issues that like that's the that's the imagery I get from her when I see her facial expressions she's not really misleading to me she's very direct she's like Eric look I need to know information you have it I can get you in touch with Dubois why are you not hitting me up that to me is direct. I don't think she's misleading either. I think it's just because we don't know the backstory. It's leaving all these questions. Yeah, totally. I, I don't think she's misleading. She is definitely direct. I just didn't like the way that she approached uh, Eric in the or uh, the last episode. I think right. it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just didn't like the way that she approached him. It was it was just very like it was wrong. You think too aggressive? It was. It, it felt aggressive. Okay. And if there was like a bad past, 
between the two, mm-hmm. then that's not how you should approach a source. Okay, go ahead, Jay. Working with Harper feels very much like selling your soul a little bit. Like, you're going to oh, yeah. get something out of it, but you're going to get thrown under the bus somehow. At and some s- point. Yeah. Okay. She's totally out for herself, and that's obvious. And it's actually one of the reasons why I appreciate her character, because it's very transparent. She's like, look, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I am. I don't care if you don't like it. I'm going to do it anyways. And even though I don't necessarily like her like personality, mm-hmm. I appreciate that her character is super transparent. Okay. All right. She's transparent, but she's also cutthroat. I feel like she doesn't need to be cutthroat to do what she does. I, think she's, I guess we'll find out why. Yeah, yeah because we, we don't know what's happening. Yeah. You know, I, I know some cutthroat reporters from Atlanta, and I'm telling you... Uh, Everyone knows cutthroat. No, I'm saying no, but come from, but yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying it. I'm saying it to the point like I've been around them, watching them organize their cutthroatness. I guess if I could say it that way, and you're looking at them like, dude, you're really going to do that? You're really going to seek after that? But in the end, the answers come about, and not everybody wins. Mm, I feel like there, you don't necessarily need to be cutthroat to be a good reporter. Okay. I, I disagree with that, but it's, okay. it's, it's all good. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you have to be, but I've seen it work. That's what I'll say. I think she's one of the most fascinating characters on the show because you never really know what her next step is. And like I said, you, she's just she's now got that you know info cube. I can't remember what they call uh, it. Data cube. The data cube mm-hmm. uh, with a bunch of information on it. And I'm sure Eric's going to get some information from that. Um, you know, obviously, it sounds like they're going to try to spread all the information, share the information so that the world can then kind of pitch in with ideas. But you don't know what she's going to do with that cube to maybe get more information that will hurt Eric down the road. So then how does Eric stand to gain anything from this? Because when they had the discussion, there was nothing in the deal that said, hey, Eric, I can do these things for you. He just decided to surrender that data cube to her, even though they won. Well, he revealed why. He said that, you know, it looks like we're not the smartest people in the room, even though we have PhDs. Give it to the public. They'll figure it out. Okay, so that's the answer. I think think he just wants to hurry up and solve this and get his wife back home. Okay, that's a fair point. Eric has been in like a lose lose situation oh, every Lord. single episode. <laughs> Dana, you're true. killing Eric. No, I mean it's like true. it's true. When when has he been like when when is he winning? Honestly, he when? only won that one time when Beethoven started to play and he got yeah, fired. Yeah, that okay, right. but that was after he got fired. When he was right. in, he was he in such fired. a deep pit that he needed something <laughs> to get him out. I feel so bad for him every episode. Because from the beginning, nothing is going good for him. Okay, that's a fair point. He, he's Dana. like about to lose his wife. Dang! When you put like reporter is coming for him, it, it just there's not. He's just not doing well in life right Go now. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, what I what I do appreciate appreciate about the character though is he still just keeps pushing on. Like he doesn't he never he doesn't mope around. We never see him going. Oh yeah, totally. Man, life is so hard right now. My my wife is with a hologram that's the perfect man that looks nothing like me. And, <laughs> well, I don't think she knows. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know who William is. <laughs> So, she knows nothing about He's out in space with oh, the Ian or whoever, and I'm here with this artifact taking care of my kid. You know, like, he's always, he's always think, like, yeah, i got to figure this out. I'm going to do this. Let's let's move forward. And I like that Because he's him. professional. Yeah, he I has think, a job. That's he it. does his job. I think they both have jobs where they have to be... Like, Nico seems to have a lot of time on her hands because she is emotionally aware of what's going on back home. Whereas Eric seems to be more involved with the process of, of fixing these issues, of solving these problems, these 
mysteries. So I think that in this situation, I think actually Eric has more to lose because he's not taking moments to realize how important Nico is to him directly. And it's I, always indirect. I actually love that they do that because typically that's what happens with the whole masculine feminine dynamic Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because um eric he seems a little bit more feminine but he's actually very masculine right i know what you mean yeah and and vice versa like nico she knows she can feel what's going back at home because she's Mm -hmm. more intuitive right whereas eric's more mechanical and that's why they balance out each other so much so in short words he needs her Okay. Well, of course, of course, they need each other. That definitely. That is why they are married. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are. I want to cover one more topic, and then uh, we're going to move into our special segments. But uh, I do want to discuss this great awakening or rude awakening, if you want to call it, that Nico experienced when the young lady was on the floor of the the Soma Lab room. That was so classic. It was classic. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Howley. You hit it. Well, I mean, first thing is like she just like. <gasps> That was great. And then the banging on the glass Mm -hmm. and then the blood. And it was just like two bangs and then the hand just like... You came on down. Blood. And, yeah. then, and then I was like, oh my gosh. Something's this happening. Is like Alien versus Predator right now. <laughs> I'm so excited. And then I was wondering myself, who's this girl that's on the floor? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Who's this girl? I couldn't make out who it was. I thought it was August. And I was like, well, no, because they're all in the lab. Yeah. In the and then containers. finally, like, you heard the growl of whatever was there. I was right. like, yes, we're finally getting super sci fi now. We have alien creatures. <laughs> okay. All I was right. wondering when that was going to happen. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. This show does such a good job of making you want to see what happens next right at the very end it, because this is now the first time that there's like a concrete threat to everyone there's always you know oh they might hit a star but inside the ship as we're viewers it's just you know it's shaking what's going to happen and then you know with the disease or the the virus it's within them you can't really see it but when you hear the growling and you see mm-hmm. the blood you can as viewers you can really sort of put yourself in that position of if there's there's an alien, but even if it's like a wild animal or something, like, oh my gosh, what is that thing? I am terrified. It's going to come rip me apart. Clearly, it's dangerous because there's blood everywhere. All right, our yeah. sci-fi savant. So they, finally, <laughs> they finally have something to unite for. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Dina. What's your take on that? that last scene where we see this mysterious... Or we hear this mysterious creature. Okay, first of all, the breathing whenever anyone wakes up, it scares me. No, no, no. It's like a, it's like a Luke, gas for your life. Yeah. That freaks me out every time. I, it, it's just too heavy of breathing for me. Okay. <laughs> no heavy breathing. It hurts me a little bit. I don't know why. Um, and then I was also going to say, like, it felt a little predictable. Okay. I, I totally saw that coming. I'm like, Nico, why are you putting yourself and your team to sleep? You guys know you're more qualified than the people in their tubes. Yeah. Okay. And it was it was just really frustrating. I knew that was coming. I think she okay. was really predictable. After watching that show, I was like, dang, I want to take home a little soma. So she wanted a little break, yeah. a little vacation. Yeah. Okay. I'd have been, been like, cool. why'd you let me out? I was safe in the tube. Right. Okay. Like, much <laughs> safer. Let you're, me stay in the tube. You guys handle your own business. Right. All right. You know what? I'm finally on your team. Yeah. Well, good. That's a good way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode was really great. As you all can see, it had us up and down. Nervous Breakdown was an appropriate name because we were all in our feelings about it. Uh, now that we have discovered a few other things going on with the show, I would like to pass it to Hallie. So she can give us a sign. Mm. Here we go, y'all. So, after much calculation, after much thought, after much watching, I decided that the person that I want to pick this week is William. And I I know what you're thinking. How can William have a sign? He's just an AI. 
But what's so interesting is um, I've been watching a lot of films and a lot of TV shows lately and doing a lot of research about how AIs are starting to become so integrated within our own society Mm -hmm. nowadays. And I thought it was so interesting how William's character was like, I'm going to miss you. I miss you. You looked like he was falling in love with Miko. I was like, okay. Okay. So now what sign is emitting these emotions? I think that William's a cancer. All right. (laughs) A cancer, Jack. Yeah. Do you have a comment on that, sir? Yeah. um, Because you're a cancer, right? I'm a a cancer, so it makes sense that the most charming character on the ship is a cancer. Oh, Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Can I... I was looking for more like a gavel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't make me regret my assessment. <laughs> no, oh my uh, no, but, um, you know, I don't know if this is if this would go on predictions or go with the cancer thing. Part of me feels like, like William's low-key evil. Oh, that's a prediction. What? Let's leave it there, right. Jack. Nah, um, bro. Nah. <laughs> Are cancers that. evil? Do they have an Is underline? that what you're saying about yourself right uh, now? Um, is he trying to tell us something? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Girls, beware. Uh-oh. No, I'm, I'm saying Team Ian still. Hashtag Team Ian still. What does this okay. have to do with William? No, um, no, it was um, the, the evil thing. No, but um, I don't really know much about uh, astrology, as I had said in the, in the last episode, but... Um, uh, I would love to hear how him being a cancer could affect him and the others on the ship and how they interact with him and how that would affect Nico, who I believe was a Sagittarius. Okay. Okay. I want want to hear from Dina real quick, see what you think about her being a cancer. What do you know about cancers? What do I know about cancers? I know that a cancer would go to the bathroom and cry for the sake of empathy, Mm. I feel like. (laughs) I feel they're just very empathetic. They care so much about other people. Which I clearly William has. You're offended about me saying that cancers care about other people. Not Not all cancers. Is that the basis he's making behind me? Like, isn't it? Isn't it? Like, isn't it very well known that cancers cry a lot? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Don't, uh, but it's it's interesting though. Cancer <laughs> he feels attacked right now. <laughs> it's okay though. I'm gonna, but it just, I'm gonna go home and cry about this. Cancers they're water signs. They're very feminine um, type of, of type of signs. So whenever it's like a cancer is as a male, there tends to be a bit of a, a struggle dynamic because men are in the society they're supposed to be, you know, these mm-hmm. super macho. Right. But then dudes. they have all this soft, kind, loving, healing, mother like like energy that's naturally theirs. Yeah. Okay, and I, I see that a lot in William. I, I definitely okay. agree with you on that one hundred percent. I do see the cancer. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, we'll table it there. You all, you all in the chat, you all watching us, just mm-hmm. chime in on your your opinions on what a cancer is and how William is a cancer this week. Now to our Dina Califala. She will give us all the news and gossip. After Still no update on whether Netflix's Another Life will return for a second season. I'm looking out for that, you guys. Uh, Selma Blair is making headlines again for rocking her shaved head amidst her ongoing battle with multiple sclerosis. In her last Instagram post, she is posing in a red bikini, which she says is her favorite. Uh, happy mom, happy mom hugs to you all, she adds in the caption. Samuel Anderson, he plays William. 
for those of you who don't know him by his real life name. On Saturday, Samuel tweeted a playful picture. He appears to be chilling on a lake or some other body of water. Samuel is reminding everyone that the weekend is the perfect time to binge watch Another Life. All right. And Jack has another update for us, so take that away. Man, I am so, so excited about this. I've been buzzing about it all weekend. J.R. Tenneco, who plays the boss Zane on Another Life, is going to be joining us live via AfterBuzz Worldwide Satellite on Thursday to break down episode four here with the AfterBuzz crew. I am so excited about it. I'm so pumped about it. I've been giddy all weekend, and uh, That's wonderful. I, am, I am so pumped to get to chat with Jr. And uh, break down episode four. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> Look at that. Well, that's it for our news and gossip. I uh, I want to see what everybody's uh, predictions are. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Go ahead, Jack. Take it. I think William's evil. Oh, I was going to jump right into it. I think he's evil. Look, I mean, we we st- first off, he doesn't see anything coming, right? Like it, we start off when and we go back to my boy Ian, like, hey, we got to go around this star, and he's like, cool. Oh, didn't see that solar flare there. Oh, oh, didn't see that asteroid field there. Oh, didn't see the moon coming. Sorry about that. Oh, didn't notice the virus sneaking in. Okay. He, he, and then, and then as he's like, as Nico's trying to to go to sleep, he's like. You know, maybe you could hang out, stick around. You don't need to go to sleep, right? You know? Okay. Well, then, we'll see then. And then something jumps on the ship when they're asleep. I think. I think William's part of it. I think he's got some sort of infatuation with uh, with Nico, and I think it's it's turned a little, it's turned a little dastardly. I okay. think he's doing some things to to protect Nico or to kind of keep Nico with him okay. beyond, All right. uh, beyond her control. All right, Hallie. Hmm. Quick, quick. What okay. you got? Um, I think that the entire crew is going to wake up and they're going to band together and fight whatever evil creature is there. People are going to die. People are going to live. They're going to be triumphant. Dun, 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 dun. Next episode. <laughs> okay. Um, All right, Dina. Whatever hand tapped on her glass is probably going to die. That is. Uh, <laughs> that's usually the one the that case. was covered with blood. Yeah, I, I just had I had a feeling that mm. she just wasn't gonna. He or she was not gonna make it all the way through. Wow, you have okay. really strong intuition. All right. Yeah, I mean, like it seems obvious because there's blood everywhere and yeah. the person is crawling. But uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I think, I still uh, I still think Michelle is gonna die too later in the. Okay. I think um, definitely gonna die. I don't think Michelle's gonna die because she's had a reprieve, and I feel like that's part of her being there. I don't think William is evil however. I do think that Nico and William are going to have something happen where they're going to have to make a decision about who lives and who dies. I think it's going to come down to those two being the leaders. So that's it for our predictions. Uh, Jack, let everybody know where they can find you. You can find me on all social media at Real Jack Farmer. And if you're looking for a host, an MC, or a DJ, you can check me out at jackcfarmer.com. I'm also going to be on the Raw After Buzz show right after this, as well as the SummerSlam After Buzz show on August 11th. So if you're a wrestling fan, check that out as well. All right, Hallie. Um, hi, my name is Hallie, and you can find me at Pure Hallie, P-U-R-E-H-A-L-L-E, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the things. All right. At 
Dina Kalafala on Twitter and Instagram. I don't. Should I spell it again? Hey, no, it's up to you. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be in the YouTube caption. We got you. We got you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. I am your Jupiter Journeyman. I take everyone on a journey every week. I'm your host, Joshua Wright. You can find me all things cleverly clad, and we'll see you all later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.